When you start your business, no one ever prepares you for what's in store. So finding someone else who just gets it is sometimes the thing that can keep you pushing toward that big business goal. We're turning our Zoom coffee chats into a weekly unfiltered podcast for online business owners. They were so good, we always wanted to record them and repurpose them for content anyways. And that's on being a social media manager. I'm Jessica Sheehy. And I'm Madeline Digan, And this is Hashtag Managed. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Manage. Jessica here, and I'm really happy that you are all listening to the show. Shameless quick plug at the start because I don't think we do it, but if you are loving these episodes, go ahead and follow us on social media, follow the show, subscribe, leave a review if you're feeling oh so generous this week. But I know we are filming this episode in the middle of the week, so Full disclosure, guys, I know this is up on a Monday, so happy Monday. But we're filming this on the Wednesday, the hump day before. So, hey, Madeline, how's it going? I know it's been a while, but how was your weekend? It was good. Um, I knew you were going to ask me this, and I should have had my answer prepared, but here we are. No, this weekend was good. I, I did do some work and still enjoyed some good, good relaxation, some R&R finish some books so yeah I'm excited I'm yeah. excited for I I'm definitely excited for this episode I'm excited for every single episode but I feel like in the weeks that have led up to today I keep seeing so many people share that they're listening to the podcast and it just, every time I see it it makes my heart so happy. So again, shameless plug, a review is amazing, but also tag us, show us where you're listening to the podcast. Like I will share, like I know Jessica will too. Like I'm going to share it every time, every time Mm -hmm. you show me that you're listening to it, which then shameless plug for you guys, where you will then get exposed to our audience, which I mean is a win-win for everybody, I feel like. So yeah, yeah, just thank you for tuning in each week. We love you. Yeah, we really do. We have, we know we haven't met, but we are all internet besties at this very moment. So (laughs) we're really happy just for you to be a part of our community. And Madeline and I were talking before we hit record, which I think we said like we would not do that because we share so many good (laughs) things before that. But don't worry, we have an awesome show planned. But we've been seeing and just hearing from so many people like within our lives and just people that we know and people that know people that we know who are listening to the show. And I don't know, that's just really cool. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, we're climbing the podcast charts right away. We're on our way. But it's just really awesome to have that feedback that Madeline mentioned and just to see where you're listening to the show, what your feedback is. Because I think that's what makes a really great podcast when it's two-sided. So I think that's something that we'll probably keep kind of developing throughout the year. I see, And I, okay, side note, I actually meant to tell you this before. It's a good thing that we're recording it now because I this was something I wanted to tell you. So a thought I had, maybe later this year, we can come up with a campaign where we ask our audience to show us again where they're listening to it and like I don't know like some giveaway I don't even know but I just I love seeing when and where you guys are listening to the podcast because it makes me feel included in your routine and I know for me like I listen to podcasts as well I'm always listening to a podcast when I get ready in the morning 
And then also sometimes when I'm working out, but I kind of reserve my working out time for a show for for Netflix for a Netflix show. But you again, if you guys know, you know where it's like you get into that routine of like listening to a podcast in certain days, certain times, and I love that. And I want to. I love being a part of your routine. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we okay. Well, definitely, we're we're both marketers, so we're already gonna done planning recording this episode. We're gonna jump off and just do a planning meeting for that campaign, which is so nice. But it's so fun to, and if you guys are listening, you're probably in marketing or you know want to be. And there's just something I love about this industry. I don't know. It's it's I don't call it nerdy, call it whatever, but it's so fun to like think about all of the intricacies of campaigns and just how they come together. And one thing that um that you mentioned, Madeline, that you spent the weekend like resting and like finished up on reading. I know that's one thing that you and I both love is reading. And Madeline, do you are you a Kindle girl or are you like a book girl? I'm a I'm a physical book girly. Yes. Brennan oh. has Brennan, my husband has a Kindle. I'm just like I love the smell of a book and holding it in my <laughs> hand. And I think it might be too because like I'm on screens all day that I'm just like eh. Yeah. But I'm not gonna knock it. Like if if somebody if somebody wants to send me a Kindle, I mean I would obviously <laughs> take it. <laughs> but it's just like yeah. I'm such a physical book type of girly. Yeah. I agree. And I I think that's so funny because I think we're like, we're so similar in some ways. And even like our husbands have some like similar like things as well, which I love. But so I am in 2023, I converted to a Kindle girly. And I don't know if I will ever go back. Which see, some of my friends have said that some of my friends have said that too. Yeah. And I am the same way. I love a physical book. I love like holding the book and I love taking it everywhere with me. Depending on what the book is, I will like write notes and I will mark it up and put all my post-it notes and all the things in it, which I'm trying to learn. I know you can do that on Kindle and I'm starting to do that a little bit. Um, A bookstore is like my happy place. Mm -hmm. No matter if I'm going somewhere Mm -hmm. new, like my husband, Ryan and I, whenever we're traveling somewhere, we're always like, I feel like we're kind of big foodies. But we're always going to a bookstore too. Not that we probably are going to buy a book, but like we're doing it. (laughs) Same. Oh my gosh, same. When we moved down or like when we came to visit Charleston for the first time before deciding to move here, that was like on my list. I was like, I want to go to find some indie bookstores to go to. And we went to a few Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness. That's Yes, I'm... We just need a whole episode two about books because yes, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That we will work. We will work on that. That will be something that we we plan to. But um, so anyway, long way that I was getting to this point. I also spent my weekend reading, and I have been reading like a ton of books lately, which is great. I feel like I'm finally back on the reading kick, kind of post holidays. And I actually am really into, and I would love your take and opinion on this too, Madeline. I'm really into celebrity memoirs right now. Like, girl, I girl, cannot- what are you reading? <laughs> okay, so I did, did you just read. So I just finished Matthew Perry's, and I will say that is a very heavy one. Uh, but Friends is my all-time favorite show. It's my comfort show. So mm. I am was 
I'm really happy from reading it. Just if you've read the ending, then you kind of know. But I'm also really sad from reading it. Just, you know, with everything Mm -hmm. that happened to Matthew Perry last year and just his life made me made me really sad and just you know someone who makes you laugh so much and Mm -hmm. again Friends is my comfort show like if I don't have anything to watch or honestly if I'm just like you know what I just need the tv on and I need to feel good like Friends or if I'm on a plane Friends like that's what I'm watching (laughs) so I did read that and then right before that I did read Britney Spears is memoir as well so Matthews is on my TBR list right now (laughs) I I actually listened to Britney Spears's and Again, now I want to unpack that with you, but one that mm. I read last year, I so I cuz same, I love a good celebrity memoir and I think so I read 60 books last year and a lot of them were celebrity memoirs and I think mm-hmm. out of that category, the uh who was my favorite? What well, I'm going to I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she played hang on. Harmony may have this might be a blooper. As I'm like looking this up, I'm like, Harmony might be like, uh, also for those of you listening who I feel like I need to shout out Harmony, who's our podcast Mm. producer, and I love her so much. Like we both do, but anyways, shameless, like shout out to you, Harmony. Love you. Um, (laughs) so I read, um, hang on, I'm looking up. She played, oh, Lila. She played Lila in Friday, Friday Night Lights, Minka Kelly. Yeah, that one was okay. deep. that one was deep. I learned so much about her. That was okay. a good one. And then also, um, I'm glad my mom died. Which that again that title? Oh, yeah, Jeanette McCurdy. Jennifer, that one. Was, that one. Was great. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah, I, I Carly was my show growing up. Um, which is also so funny because Zoe 101 was my show growing up and then here I am reading Britney Spears' memoir. But you know uh, you know what one celebrity I need a memoir from. So like you said you're an iCarly girl. Amanda mm-hmm. Bynes is my like yes. she is who I credit my humor. Like people again, maybe like I think I'm funny and people do tell me I'm funny, but like I give credit to Amanda Bynes. Like watching Amanda Bynes growing up and I'm just like mm-hmm. right now I just want to be like oh I want to love you right now because I'm like mm-hmm. let's work through that trauma let's work through yeah. that trauma I love that yeah so, no, yeah that would be that would be I would I would pre-order that one in a yes. heart sure yes. yeah absolutely so yeah I love that and I love that you mentioned you read 60 books because I knew this about you I think you shared it in like a caption or a reel a little while back um so I need to count how many books I read in 2023 because I know in 2023 I read the most books that I've ever read Mm -hmm. and I truly think it sinks to my Kindle. Um, And it's funny because I think I got my Kindle over the summer. So like June, May or June, I think I got it. So I even had a late start. So just we're recording this in January and just again, if you guys are feeling down about January, um, also follow Madeline on Instagram, the buzzing blonde, because she just posted this maybe 30 minutes before we jumped on recording and I loved it. But it basically showed like we're right here in the year and there's so much year left. So I'm like, I needed that. And so again, if you guys aren't following her, definitely go follow. Um, but I'm about to read a book that I think you've already read, Madeline, because I think you told me to read it. Um, Glossy. 
so good so good i can't wait to oh i love this for us in our audience because i'm really hoping again whereas we're you guys listening it's cool to get to know you guys on that deeper level where it's like we could if we were to ever do ads we could be like oh our book bookish people are Mm -hmm. swifties like where it's like these like different tiers of our audience um So also, I feel like after this episode, we should put in our stories too, where it's like, what's one book you would recommend that we should put on our to be read list? Mm-hmm. One of your favorite books from last year, because yeah, I'm still yeah. on a mission to keep like this again, like Jessica said, this reading is one of those things that I love. That is how I unwind. And you know, at the beginning yeah. of this year, I told myself I want to do hobbies that any hobby you can monetize, but I really want to lean into not monetizing a hobby because just for fun. Yes. You know, again, of course, yeah. I love making money. Yes, who doesn't love to make mm-hmm. money? But we need those things to just like shut our brains off. Yeah. Um, also, quick side note: I didn't know that you could mark up a Kindle, and I feel like that's what's been because I'm that I'm that girl who I love to mark up books, especially self help books. So now you may have just sold me on a Kindle, actually. Yes. Yeah. And I'll have to say, and I don't know, so I don't know the exact name of my Kindle, but I have the most basic Kindle that you can buy just because I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to really get into it, but I I got the Kindle. And it's funny because I think I, I don't know if I had a Kindle like years and years ago, or maybe I downloaded the Kindle app like on my iPad or something, but I actually had like two or three books in my Kindle library. Um, One was one that I think I've read a billion and one times, but Atomic Habits, which is just a great Mm, book. mm -hmm. If anyone hasn't read it, definitely read it. Great book, especially for now in January. Um, So I've reread that one and I've read a couple more. And then I got Kindle Unlimited, which I've been loving just having access to so many books. Um, I want to say maybe it's like $9 per month. And so I feel like if I at least read one book a month, which I typically read at least one a week, I feel like it pays for itself. It's girl math. So that's um, <laughs> that's the one way I'm like looking at it in that cost. But yeah, I agree. I, I love reading for winding down and just resting, relaxing. And, you know, that's on mental health, which we'll talk about that once we get through our segment. So yeah, let's let's start off with our water cooler segment. I think this is starting to become a fan favorite. That might be premature to say on our third episode, but um, I'm really, really liking this um, water cooler segment. So water cooler segments are completely anonymous posts inside of our hashtag manage collective free Facebook community. So just search that in Facebook and join us if you haven't already. You can post anonymously and you'll get, of course, tremendous um, support from everyone in the group, but then we can read it here on the show as well. And I think they're just really great just to talk through. So this post starts out as, hey, social media managers, when's the best time to leave your full-time job? I'm working with a client full-time, and as the months go by, I realize we're not a great fit. I would really like to focus more on my business, plus clients I work for part-time, but my problem is consistent cash flow. Having a full-time job gives me a security net somehow, but working with this client full-time is giving me so much anxiety and I'm starting to lose motivation for work. Any advice you can give will definitely help. Thanks so much. 
Madeline, I would love if you would kick us off. What do you have to share? I, I feel like this was meant, like, whoever you are, I want to give you the biggest hug because actually this has been on my mind. Actually, I, this is something I've been wanting to talk to even Jessica about. Um, so that, Full transparency, that was the first time Jessica just reading that. I didn't know that was today's water cooler segment, but I love that it was because my business journey and social media manager journey, I don't think it's very, it's very different than Jessica's. I started my business while I was working at Adidas and similar to this, um, I had clients on the side. And so many people would ask me, when are you going to do the buzzing blonde full time? And I would always be like, oh, in the next five years, because again, it was that job security. But then things happened. One of those side clients asked me to come work for them full time. I decided to leave Adidas, went to work for that client. 2020 hit, trauma happened. And but then I got thrown into my business full time. That's been what I, I've been healing a lot through that because that is not, I do not recommend that. I, I wish that upon nobody. Like being thrown into your business full time, like I wish it could have been on my terms, but it wasn't. And again, everything happened for a reason. But fast forward, and again, if you guys have been following me, you know that I, right now I'm nannying. Like I. In the past five years, like I've gone back and forth between having a nine to five and having side clients with my business to then going again back full time. And right now, this is actually something Jessica doesn't know. And it's you guys are hearing it first, actually, on the podcast. And I kind of love that because I kind of like the idea of sharing more personal stuff with you guys on the podcast. Yes, I'm going to share personal stuff on my on the Buzzing Bond, but this is a platform that I'm able to be more transparent with you guys. So, where I'm going with this. I'm currently nannying, but back in November, I was asked to I promise I we're going to bring it back to that advice, but again, I'm hoping me sharing my story with you guys is it like you relate to it because it is very similar. And so I'm nannying, but back in November, a boutique reached out to me that I had interviewed with back in April of 2023. And I actually had been thinking where I love my, I love the family I nanny for. Like it's breaking my heart that, you know, that I'm going back to the buzzing bond more full time. So anyways, they reached out to me. I decided, okay, it's time that I step away from nannying and go back into the Buzzing Blonde full time, but it's going to be more so in-house marketing. Well, funny enough, last week, another company reached out to me and right now with the boutique, I'm on a three-month trial, you know, where it's like my hope originally at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, if I like it enough, like I will then go into it full time like they you know there's been talks of a higher position whatever mm -hmm. but then this week I had an interview or a quick phone interview with this um clothing company and who knows I I'm going to hear from them by the end of this week but where I'm going with this is just when I was on that phone call with the clothing company 
giving them my life story of like, because they knew nothing about me. They were like, tell me about your experience. I'm turning 30 this year. And my confidence in the past couple of years, just with everything has, it's not been the best. It hasn't. But on this phone call, you guys, I was like, oh my gosh, this is all those horrible things. Like all those hard times that I went through has prepared me for this. And like, as I was talking to them on the phone, I'm like, I'm kind of awesome. Like, not to sound cock, but I seriously, I was just, like, I went into I my Adidas, ex- I went into my Adidas experience and I was just like, wow, actually I have a, a, like a lot of experience in e-commerce. Like I was building these 3D images to go on adidas.com and I was making these catalogs. And again, this clothing company, like obviously they need help in marketing for e-commerce and I also have wholesale. So In conclusion, in short, my best piece of advice of like when to know, when to leave your bit, like do it. I would, that's my point is I started my business with $500. Is that ideal? No, I would have loved to have more, but I am truly one of those people who believe the universe will provide for you and it has your back. Scary. It is scary. But again, where if you're brave enough to start your own business, like you're going to figure it out because you're you're like there. We have no option. And also like failure is good. Again, that is something that I I have really struggled with. And if you've listened to the other podcast episodes have followed me, like I talk about this a lot where our society, I think, has just brainwash like we're so scared of failure but like failure is what got me here failure is what gave me the confidence to be like hang on I'm actually awesome let me tell you how awesome I am on this call so I hope yeah that was kind of a Maddie tangent I'm sorry no I love that and I like have goosebumps from when you said that you were like on the call. No, I'm awesome. And I have all of this experience because I think that's something Madeline and I have been having like several conversations in planning for, you know, hashtag managed and everything that will happen from that. We've honestly been just talking about like our business and personal professional goals for 2024. And to put it lightly, and I know we shared this in episodes past, so definitely listen if you haven't, but 2024 is our year and we're mm-hmm. claiming it. I mean, I think, you know, on TikTok, the whole phrase of it is right. Like just, you know, be delusional until you've, you've got it or I'm butchering that, but I hope, you know, you've seen that where it's be so delusional that you have it and you will have it. I think that's such a big thing that I, I too agree. Like you'll, you'll never truly know when the best moment will be until you are actually in that moment, like Madeline on that phone call, like feeling that. And obviously that came at a certain point in her business. And even for myself, I got thrown into doing social savvy. I was so scared to one, have a side hustle while working a full-time job. So I never did it. And should I have maybe done it? Cause it would have maybe gave me a little bit of a somewhat of a safety net. I hear from this water cooler segment that you do have some part-time clients. So lean into those clients. And I think it's so important to say that when you cut ties with clients who do not fulfill what you're trying to reach, whether that's more income, whether it's more impact, whether it's just a different 
business, maybe you're just not passionate about that industry anymore, or maybe they're just not a great, a great client. They're just, they're treating you like an employee and they're making you go crazy for lack of better words. When you cut them out, yes, it will cut that money out of your business, but you can replace money. You, we can replace money. You cannot replace. And I think that really ties into our whole, you know, we keep dropping hints, but once we get to the theme of this episode around mental health, you can't replace your mental health. We only have one mind and it's incredible. And if we're letting a client just tear us down and just getting anxiety and being stressed out, we need to cut ties. You will replace that money. You will. You know, you, I hope Mm -hmm. you know you will. Like Madeline and I are your biggest cheerleaders. And if you need even more, another shameless plug, join the hashtag managed collective Facebook group. I mean, we have 18,000 other cheerleaders in there who will definitely lift you up and support you as well in this time. And I also, I don't think we talk enough about this as social media managers is client. And this was something in the beginning, actually, of starting my business. And I'm curious to know if you felt the same way too, Jessica, where you're going to lose clients, you're going to fire clients, you're probably going to get fired from clients. Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. But like, I always tell, I hear a lot of my salon clients say this, my hairstylist clients say this actually. And I, it's, so, it was good advice for me to hear is like, we don't own our clients. Like they, like I could go to another hairstylist where also you, we, I can't manage everybody's social media, social media. Like that is mm-hmm. physically, mentally impossible. And also I wouldn't want to, like, that's why you, you got to find your people you vibe with. And I, my mom growing up would always be like, not everybody's going to like you in this world. Just like you're not going to like everybody too, or just vibe with them. Mm-hmm. And it is scary. But one thing I will say too, that has kind of given me comfort is ha- creating that wait list, you know, where it's like, and so here's some advice for you as well, where decide I wish I would have I again this is something I wish I would have done earlier on in my career is decide how many social media clients you can take at what level so like let's say you have three clients at two thousand dollars and again maybe that's a goal you work because again we're all underpaid I'm sorry we all know it. we are mm-hmm. but so let's go for like you want three clients at two thousand dollars a month your content that you're creating, you know, be like, I've got X amount of openings for Q and do by quarters. That again, something that I wish I would have done earlier on. And one other thing I want to mention too, that ties into this is please notice that I'm saying like, again, Jessica has an agency. I'm just myself. I aspire to be Jessica. Like, but I've also realized that my journey is not going to be like actually like you know where I joke with her I'm like she's my boss like actually she is my boss <laughs> but it's one of those things where just know to where I hate I don't want to say the word envious because it's like I'm like so proud of you but it's like one of those things where if you are in my shoes too because sometimes you it's like you kind of want that agency but I'm I'm kind of realizing no no Maddie like the universe wants you to and I keep saying universe but I'm sorry I am a woo-woo person Um, but like I'm realizing that no I'm that I think I'm meant to be that social media manager 
for the social media managers out there who actually enjoy being more in-house and maybe don't want to have an agency because again there's so many avenues and I think maybe in the beginning when I started the buzzing blonde I wanted an agency and maybe I do one day but also lol the fact that I created a business the buzzing blonde like I love I love my business you know where it's like people I am the buzzing blonde but you know if I were to have an agency yeah we'd have to come up with a different name because it's not all about me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no absolutely and I think that I think that's spot on advice every point to having that wait list to promoting that you're able to work with clients and just being really clear on what you want and I think it's it's definitely okay to, and I know even, you know, the team that we have, I, we're team social savvy. That's how I like reference us in, in that <laughs> context. And so the team that we have, we've gone through phases too, as an agency where we've leaned into passive income and we've currently we're leaning into management and honestly, we're leaning into content creation. We're like, pivoting into that way, you know, insert, you know, Ross from friends meme <laughs> pivot. <laughs> and so, you know, you can always kind of pivot in different ways. And so I think this is a really beautiful natural segue to having that wait list, promoting that buzz, no pun intended, <laughs> around <laughs> the around your services into our show me the numbers segment. We're going to do email edition. If you listen to our 2024 trends episode, you know that we're predicting a big thing in 2024 that you need to grow. It's not your views on Instagram reels. It's not your TikTok followers, but it's your email list. And so I wanted to dive into the numbers that we have at Social Savvy for our email list because it is a roller coaster and I'll get into that. Um, And then I want to talk about email platforms and I have some cool data from the platform that Madeline and I both use for email marketing. So use this as a time. There the best time to start your email list is right now. If you don't have one, start it now. Start it as a waitlist for your services. You don't need to offer crazy lead magnets and crazy expectations for what you're e- you'll email your list. You don't need to do any of that. And so we can go into some specifics, but our email list is split into two parts. So I call it HQ, which is our management side of the agency and the collective, which is our social media manager passive side of the business. And so over on the collective side, if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about the growth or maybe it was two episodes now. I We're getting so ahead of ourselves in episodes. I can't remember the specifics. But anyway, I talked about the growth of the Facebook community with 11,000 new members in 2023, which is absolutely insane. I dive a little bit into that strategy in one of those previous episodes. So go listen to both if you haven't. And so with that, one of the questions to join the Facebook group is, do you want to join our email list? Simple as that. And that saw an increase of 3,249 email subscribers. So currently our list for social media managers is 5,337. And so that was taken at the very end of December. So that number could be a little higher, could be a little bit lower. People unsubscribe. That's how email works. We don't need to take it as personally as our Instagram follower account, which is hard to do as a business owner. Um, But over on our agency side, this is the email list that probably saw the most neglect in 2023 because we did focus so heavily on passive 
social media manager, education, value on that side. And so our email list is still large because it's been growing since 2018. So disclaimer on that. And we've done different paid ad campaigns in the past to really grow the email list. So we currently have 6,114 people. Again, at that December 2023 mark, we actually lost 2,569 subscribers in 2023. So at the height of that email list, I don't have the specific month. I didn't put it here in my uh, recording notes of when it was. But at the height of 2023, we had 10,838 people on the email list. So we cleaned out from that number. We segmented, okay, who of these 10K people are social media managers? Because we want to give them different content. Email marketing works better when it's super segmented. That's probably topic for another podcast. And we also wanted to clean out people who were inactive, who didn't want to get our emails anymore, and who might have been spam or typos or whoever in the email list to just be in good email list health. So just wanted to share that while that growth was awesome for the email list, we also saw a lot of clean out and just a decline in numbers. And sometimes that's okay. That to me, we're going into 2024 with a healthier email list. And I actually want to keep cleaning it out in terms of segmenting who are people who should just be like our podcast people, who are people who are social media managers from the Facebook group, who are people who are on the agency side who one of two avenues will hire us or will never hire us because that's okay to know too, but just to have those numbers and better understanding so I can make some better decisions as a business owner. Um, So in 2023, we also switched from Kartra, which is a, oh, it's a big online marketing funnel tool. It's very clunky. I'm very happy to be out of it. It it gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety. Like I tried, I think that was one of the first things I tried when I first started my business and you just nailed it where it it overwhelmed me. Like I'm pretty good at, you know, figuring new platforms out, even like building new website because you can build a website with it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it gave me anxiety. It gave me yeah. anxiety. But I, but I know people who thrive with it and love it, but it's not for me. Not for yes. Me. Yeah. So it, it definitely has some awesome features. Um, But, you know, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2019, whenever Flowdesk um, launched its beta, I remember signing up for it and thinking, okay, I can get behind this platform. This is a beautiful email platform. Now, the only reason I did switch out of it is, again, kind of going back to that theme of we did do that slight pivot into a more passive side. So we had selling courses and memberships and digital products. At the time, Flowdesk did not have great capabilities for that. Kartra did, even though it was super clunky. But we also had to hire a team member to help with that. Topic for another day. (laughs) So we're back in Flowdesk. I'm super happy about it because... One, I have a clear understanding of the emails that we can send. Two, I think it's great in terms of keeping up with our brand aesthetics. I think we have a great brand. And so Mm -hmm. that was being lost in every email inside of Kartra. And I don't remember the specific stat, but email marketing has a much higher ROI, so return on investment, than a social media post. So that mattered to me that our emails did not look great. And it was, again, limitations of that platform. 
So Flowdesk just released. It's on their blog, and we're working on a blog post just kind of sharing our takes on it too. But they're sharing 2024 trends. So I, of course, had to download the white paper that they shared with all of the details of the 2024 trends. But I wanted to share four really important stats from 2023 that I think can really give you a good insight into email. And Madeline, did you want to add something? I saw like <laughs> I just I just I just want to say this is not sponsored, but it should be. So like Flowdesk, if you want to, you know, hey, mm-hmm. we love you because I use because I use it as well. And th- before you go into that, the design element. So again, graphic design background here, your girly, and that's the mm-hmm. biggest reason why I love Flowdesk, but also super easy to use. Also yeah. started by two like two best friends. I'm pretty sure they're best friends. Um, okay. So again, love supporting like a woman business, and uh, they created it because again they were I believe in marketing and just like didn't they didn't like any of the email platforms that were out there, and we're just like you know what we're gonna create our own. So okay, yeah. continue. Oh, but I yeah, love that. Lo- I love that. Shout Great out to, to Flowdesk. Yes, shout out to Flowdesk. We love Flowdesk over at hashtag Manage Pod, and so. Four stats that I think are really important because I think, you know, so many people are so focused on what social media platform should I join and is it too late to join TikTok and can I do this? And so just it's never too late to do anything that is going to be a great marketing tool for your business, including email. So Floda said that the average email sending frequency for weekly emails was only 12% across their users. That is super low for a weekly email. And so of our two email segments, we send a Tuesday newsletter and we send a Friday newsletter. Tuesdays to our HQ side, Fridays to our social media manager side. And so that was really, really interesting. They also shared that 6% share once per month, 18% shared multiple times per month. So from that, I'm sure people are sending maybe two emails per month. But the statistic that stood out to me the most, Madeline, and that I had to share and had to save the best for last, 63.3% of Flowdesk users in 2023 sent less than one per month, which is amazing to me that that is such a high statistic. Now, it's a high statistic. Does it surprise me? No. I think email is always going to be the last thing that any business owner is going to send out, which I think makes it such a great tool for 2024. So, Madeline, I know that was the big trend that you shared um, on our trends episode. So I'd love to know, is there anything that you want to add to that? Any stats that stood out to you or like just your thoughts around those? It, it so it actually doesn't put the last one you just said because I actually when I shared that I don't know a, a past client had reached out to me on stories and oh I think it was because even because actually I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm part of that like I didn't I didn't really <laughs> did not send out emails last year I'm not gonna lie to you guys and so like that's why I think for me, because I was like, no, Maddie, it's time to step it up. Because again, I'm a marketer, I know how important emails are. And again, the ROI, it is undeniable, unbeatable, like it is what it is. And 
um, this past client reached out to me and she was like, yep, no more. So she was like, I need to step up the email game. I'm like, let's go, girl. Let's go. And I just want to add a quick, if you guys are wondering like, ooh, how can I grow my email list via social media? Create content around that, you know, where it's like your call to actions, DM me, you know, DM email to add them to the list or, um, and talk about like, what do you include on that newsletter? Start like, again, it's never too late. Hi, hello. (laughs) We can be in this together. Um, also if you want to be on my email list, like DM me email, we'll go with that. That's a great call to action. DM me email and I'll add you to Mm -hmm. it. But I I'm learning to love email again. I've always loved email marketing. But Mm -hmm. again, I get it though. Again, as social media managers, like we have so many things. And again, if it's, if you're a solopreneur, like it's just you, one man show, I get you guys. I get it. But it can be fun. Make it be fun again. It is fun. Mm -hmm. And again, Flowdesk, highly, highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's such a, such a big, important thing. So I know we talked about, you know, email marketing for 2024, lean into it, it's going to be really, really big. So we'll definitely keep talking about email because of course, we got to keep talking about our 2024 trends. We're podcasters. So (laughs) okay, you know, you know, social media managers, we speak in TikTok um, audios. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but let's dive into our third and final segment, which Madeline and I have been DMing different ideas for this segment. We have so much to share. And of course, we have to actually get into the episode. But I want to talk about the movie that is taking over. And I'm not talking about Barbie because I still feel like we are still feeling the ripple effects of Barbie and I'm loving it. But Mean Girls. Mean Girls recently came out in theater and Mean Girls is actually under fire for product placements. And so I've been seeing so many people talking about how product placements is going to be a really huge part of 2024 trends, predictions, marketing, you know, kind of talk about the quote unquote rise and fall and just change of influencer marketing in general. And so I have not seen Mean Girls at this moment. I wasn't planning on seeing it, but after seeing this and seeing all of the buzz online about it, I might actually go see it because I need to know and I need I need to report back to the people on what I'm seeing. But Mean Girls is under fire for improper product placement. And so one thing that really stood out to me is elf products is what most people are talking about in terms of Regina George using an elf lip oil and really leaning into that. And so out of, again, I'm not a beauty guru, but I do consume a lot of beauty content and spend a lot of money at Sephora and Ulta. So I will say, I don't understand why and who made that decision for Elf to step in the Mean Girls movie. And I actually heard that from a lot of other people talking about the movie that they thought that a lot of um, pop culture references and just modernization of the film was done really, really well, which as we know, doesn't always happen. So I'm a little disappointed that this is kind of the buzz that we're getting from the Mean Girls movie, maybe because Barbie set the bar so high (laughs) with their marketing. Uh, But Madeline, have you heard this? What's your take on it? I've heard everything you just said. I've heard the same thing. And I actually just pulled up their social media. And I'm not trying to 
hate on the so I'm really not. I I love supporting social media managers, but I'm just like they hit a mark. Like literally, I'm looking at the main feed and I only see like two. Like again, if you're watching, like Jessica can see. Like I'm showing her my phone right now, but like there's two things that make that make a nod to the Mean Girls, where it looks like the burn book, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, I feel like the entire feed should be hot pink right now. Yeah, and uh, I I hate. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> like, cause you're just like, yeah. oh. But sim- yeah. no, but similar the pro and I I think too with the product placement because we even talked about this on our 2024 trends. We talked about how even the getting ready with us videos, you know, where people aren't going to show you, they're not going to show you what they're using. It's just going to be product placement of like maybe even hiding what what brand they're using because they want you to kind of question like what lip gloss is that, and just. It surprises me because, like, we have become the generation who, like, we don't. We hate, like, if it's, like, straight up, like, ooh, I'm drinking um, an Alani, like, where it's, like, no, we don't like that. Gen Z especially does not like that. And I'm similar to Jessica. I have not seen it. Um, Because I feel for me, too, like, Mean Girls is just has such a special place in my heart like I'm a true millennial and mm-hmm. I also did see I did see the musical um I'm not gonna lie to you. I am like again I I was a theater kid and I'm not gonna lie um Mean Girls the musical wasn't ha- was not my favorite musical too I so I think that's also why I'm dragging my feet on going to see it mm-hmm. but yeah 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 so needless to say we're disappointed in (laughs) the the product placement it could have been so much better so if you I would love to hear if you guys have dm us on instagram if you've seen the movie what's your take and maybe we'll do a post that would be a really awesome discussion thread of Mm -hmm. what products Mm -hmm. and again I think there's so many room for products in so many industries what would you have placed in the new mean girls movie i think that would be a really fun post so stay tuned for that we'll hopefully can get that up in time um and have that up for discussion for this episode but i think there's been a lot of talk about beauty products on social media recently madeline do you want to add anything else yes so on my feed so if you guys are on beauty talk you know there's there was some tea there was there was some drama this past weekend slash week between a very big beauty influencer and a small company and this small company may or may not have been a past client of mine and so again, this episode is going to be very much if you know, you know, if you if you really, really want to know, DM me and I, I will tell you again, I don't think this client was it was maybe two months at most and love, love them do. But just the tea that went on. Yikes. 
Yikes. So I'm not, again, I'm not going to name names, but the point is if you are going to work with, again, so this is for my social media managers out there who are working with a lot of small businesses who are wanting to start to market on TikTok. We've, I've talked about this multiple times. Jessica and I have made this comment multiple times. You've got to talk to your clients about going viral. And if that is the case, making sure that they have enough product to be able to make those orders. But also, you have got to have a contract. And you cannot expect these bigger influencers who say they will review your product. You can't bank on that. You can't Mm -hmm. as much as I would love to like that would be awesome. But that is that is their job. Like that is how they are paying their bills. And it was just a lot. (laughs) It was just so. So how I even came. So obviously I'm on TikTok, but it took one of my friends. Actually, she was like she texted me. She goes, oh, my gosh, are you on TikTok right now? Like do you see this? I was like, no, what? Oh my gosh. Immediately, immediately ran to TikTok. And I was like, mouth to the ground, mouth to the ground. And of course, then I like send it to Jessica. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we are talking about this on the pod. We are like, oh my gosh, drama, tea, Uh, tea time. (laughs) And again, in the beauty industry. So like, I'm telling you guys that this TikToker is big. I she's not my favorite anymore. She really what like I do love her, but she controversy too. Here's the other yeah. thing. I think yeah. this client was leaning into and honestly is leaning into bad publicity is still publicity. I ve- he mm-hmm. they are very much that type of client. Yeah. And I w- again, I was a PR major. Uh, that is one tactic like in PR like I don't agree with like I that's kind of also why I feel like we separate like it just was a lot Mm -hmm. so in conclusion I would have advised very differently about how yeah to go about that topic agree I hope I I hope I did this I hope I did this segment justice and I I really am hoping that a lot of you guys know and like I said if you don't know like I will like I'm not gonna gatekeep that like Mm-hmm. I really they're not the, we Jessica and I yes we're awesome but we're also like I'm I'm personally not like the TikToker you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely and so yeah and so I'll, I'll say too like I consume a lot of beauty content and follow a lot of beauty influencers but I myself don't find that well I was not following this beauty influencer um I think regardless if you do or not you have seen them on your for you page you probably have seen this video or at least the start of the TikTok fight over there. But yeah, needless to say that uh, not all PR is good PR. I think that's just a really important thing that take away for your clients, take away if you're a business owner and to have a contract in everything that you do on online, just absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this also goes to show too, where sometimes you have those clients where you know, sometimes you fire the client and sometimes you get fired. So yeah, again, sometimes you dodge a bullet. Sometimes you dodge a bullet. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes they fire you and 
then it's like, hey, thank you, universe, for allowing me to not be the one cleaning up <laughs> this mess because that can certainly happen. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to consider. And so leaning into our topic for today, I know we've hinted at it a, a little bit, but mental health and social media. I think this was such an important topic that I know I struggle with at times. I know Madeline does as well. I know we talk about it. So we want to just have an open dialogue. And this will probably be a dialogue that we have throughout the year and just forever on the podcast because it's so important as a business owner, whether you have people that are in your support system for your business, whether you have, you know, online besties, which you have us, so you do. Um, there's always someone that you can send a DM to when you're just, uh, just need to press record and just vent for a good 90 seconds. You can <laughs> certainly always do that to us. Um, but when it comes to being social media managers, we are on social media so much. So I think it's so important to talk about maybe a few ways that we just really help boost our mental health. And so for me, I know I talked about when we both love reading. So leaning into reading, I, again, I've gotten into celebrity memoirs. They are like my, I can't stop putting them down at this moment. I also love a good thriller. Um, I also, to part of thrillers, I just love a good easy read. For me, I'm one of those people who has to check things off my list. And so when I can check off a book, I'm like, I'm on top of the world, you know, it makes me feel so much better. So if I am ever just in a rut or just feeling down or just like, man, I'm so burnt out or on the verge of feeling burnt out, I'm probably going to read a Freedom McFadden novel. And if you guys haven't read Freedom McFadden, you'll love it. I, I recommend it to anyone and everyone. I feel like can, I can always find some sort of like avenue that I can recommend a Frida McFadden novel to someone. Um, so for me, reading, taking time off away. And the other thing for that is my screen time is going to be high for what I'm doing. I, I'm going to say this in a nice way, but I actually don't care about my screen time. I think because I do it for work, I'm never trying to set a goal to do less or do that or or whatnot. I think I set really great boundaries with when and how I get on my phone and get on Instagram, get on TikTok, you know, get on social media. So just being really, really strict with your boundaries and just sticking to them. But Madeline, is there anything that you have that helps you? Um, any advice around mental health and social media or just anything that helps you get through it? Yes. Yeah, so... Do I would say similar to Jessica, like my screen time is obviously super high, but I my phone is the majority of the time on do not disturb because and that has a lot to do with my ADHD. Um, I get like again, I think this is common for social media managers in general, maybe not, but hopefully you guys relate to this where. I'm actually the worst texture. I'm trying to be better about it, but honestly, my best friends know where I'm like, I'm really not trying to ignore you. It's just like one of those things where like, I guess I am on my phone, but I'm working. And so like, I'm not going to respond because like me taking the time to then my, I'm having to take my mental energy and like switch, 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 which I'm already doing, mm -hmm. going from app to app to whatever. So having my phone on do not disturb has just like has comforted me because again, where I'm trying to be better about 
responding, but I'm also not going to apologize because my friends who know, they know, you know, where it's just like, but I have in the past had some acquaintances and even clients where I'm just like, yo, like you need to calm down. You need, mm-hmm. you need to chill out. Um, yeah. but so, so I would say my phone on do not disturb. I've also started to, I have a hard stop at eight, like turning my, um, not turning it off, but like putting it in the other room to start my night routine, you know, of like my skincare. And again, I like to read 10 pages of a book, um, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One that I one that I would like to start to implement that I saw I can't remember who where I saw this I think it was on Instagram and I I can't remember the social media manager who posted about it but they were like let's normalize out of office um, messages like not just like on vacation but like you know like if you if you're in a like busier season four seven one is that yeah yeah I, kind I, of I, like and I yeah. I actually want to do that. So maybe maybe we work together and we could I, write one together and yes. both like sitting on at the same time. Yeah, I really want to do that because actually a few clients that I work with have that. And every time I see it from them, I'm just like, I love that. I want that for me. So well, I think to me, that could be so helpful. Yeah. No, and to me, I, I've had this conversation with a few clients in the past and friends. I'm like, when did, like, I understand the responding in 24 hours, but sometimes I'm just like, dang, like, I'm sorry, but like, I am, and again, not saying that being busy is a bad, I'm not trying to be like, that's a badge of honor, but like, mm-hmm. can we like acknowledge that? Back in the day, like literally the 90s, like where it's like, wh- who decided that, tw- like responding within 24 hour business hours, like mm-hmm. that's, can we make it 48? Because like to me, 24, I'm like, I'm busy. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like it's yeah, not, I I'm not, I'm not a surgeon. Like the, there, it's not life or death. Like let's just take a deep breath. Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the out of office and then honestly just my so Thursday nights are one of my favorites. So I do and again, you guys probably have seen on TikTok like the everything shower. I'm very much a bubble bath girl. So like I love taking a bubble bath on a Thursday night. Obviously cuz again, I some people are like you, bubble baths are gross. I trust me, I take a shower mm-hmm. afterwards, but like I just I love a bubble bath. And like Poor, I've gotten into the Sleepy Girl mocktail. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love that. So that I'm trying, like, to make that every Thursday. I try. I haven't the past couple of Thursdays, but and then Fridays. So Fridays for me, I love. Again, this is the beauty of having your own business, where. I love to go to Trader Joe's on Friday. Like, I love it. It's almost like my weekend. It, for me, my Fridays are probably this, the typical Saturday for people. But, like, uh, I love getting those errands done on a Friday. I don't feel rushed. And yeah. then on Saturday, I can wake up, work out. Like, I don't have to think. Because, again, like, to, in my brain, in my ADHD brain, th- like, those are tasks. I'm like you. I love to check things off. And so mm-hmm. if I can check them 
off on a Friday, then I feel like I honestly have my weekend to do anything. And I'm about to be 30. Like, I'm not a girly who's like, let's go. No, I'm literally such a homebody. And people are like, you're such an extrovert. I'm like, jokes on you because I actually have to recharge my batteries with me time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, I love that. Okay, so 2024 is the year of the 48-hour response on emails, setting up a 24-7 out-of-office reminder for our emails just to share those boundaries, that 48-hour window, just, hey, here's what's happening. I'm the same way. I don't remember when I did it, but a couple of months ago, I every time and so I am not an Apple watch girl I probably could wear it again because I could probably set better boundaries and limit notifications and all of those things but I just for that reason I have not been an Apple watch girl and I've always felt like I was left out of that just I'm left out of that community and so but on my phone just my email not even my work email yes but also my personal email which is probably you know like 20 emails from Sephora a day and like, you know, random places that I bought from once and all the things. But every time I would get an email pop up on my phone, I would see it on my notification center. I would see it on my screen kind of come down as a badge. I just, I would, I would just completely like a switch would flip and it immediately would put me in a bad mood. And it might actually be a good email. It could be like, hey, client signed proposal, paid the first invoice. But then I'm like, you know, a a million things start running through my head. So I turned off my notifications on my email. I don't get any notifications on my email. I don't even see that I have any. I'll I'll just click into it on my certain times that I want to, which has been so hard to get into, but so freeing. And it sounds so simple saying it out loud. Um, And then same thing for Slack because we use Slack as a team and we do Slack for some client communication as well. I'll do the same thing. Um, and then the last part of that is if I am taking a long weekend, if I'm taking time off, if I'm actually on a vacation and I just actually need to, I'm deleting the Gmail and the Slack app from my phone Mm. and I delete it, delete Mm -hmm. it. I don't just remove from Mm -hmm. home screen. I'm deleting, deleting. There is no reason why I need to do it. I have probably planned all the social posts ahead of time. I've done all my communication Everyone knows what's up. They know when I'm back. There's no reason for me to go into it. And I know too, sometimes, especially if I were to get an email during that period, it might just be maybe my client is overwhelmed and they want to clean out their inbox and send an email over to me. So again, everyone has their own way with email, but delete the app when you're away, away, away and turn off the notifications. They're not necessary. And I think that is just so simple, but so helpful. I have so much trauma around the email notification sound. Like even to Mm -hmm. like, same, I've turned off those notifications because of the amount of anxiety I would, because my mind would just go to the worst possible scenarios. Like, I don't even know why, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm trying to like work on my relationship with email, you know, or it's like, I do, again, I love email. So like, it's like old school. I'm like, I love receiving snail mail. So I'm like, again, where it's like, I our corporate, like where it's just like, running mm-hmm. people's lives and I'm like no okay like yeah. we, no yeah no yeah no I think that I think that's perfect setting those boundaries with email the last thing I wanted to share that I think can really help with I think it's related to like mental health and our phones and all of that is just giving myself permission to and I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this 
But giving myself permission to set more boundaries whenever I feel like I need to set them, say no to things when I feel like I need to say no, and to not give in to what I think I should be doing. Because I feel like I should all the time. Like I should all over the place in terms of everything that I need to do. And I'm creating this in my own head. I'm creating, oh, I need to do all these things. You know, it's January 2024. I'm so behind. I need to do all these things. But who says I'm behind? I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm behind. So why am I saying I'm behind? You know, same same for like when I get an email that comes in. Who really says that we need to respond right away? I do. I need this weird thing that I need either my inbox cleaned out or emails replied to. So yeah, just giving myself permission to not lean into any of those things because, and I slowly started doing it. I mean, it's only, you know, the middle third week of January now and everything's fine. Nothing has blown up. (laughs) So I think that permission, sometimes we just need that permission slip. Yeah. And I'll add one other thing too to that. So the last thing that I've been doing to make sure, like for my mental health is every week I will like go through my calendar and like the, I ask my, the initial response. So I'll be like, me looking at my calendar an overview, does it fill me with joy or dread? Because it's, I, again, I think it might, Jenna Kutcher might've mentioned this, like in a, I don't know where I heard this, but it was one of those things where you want to make sure that you like, you enjoy your calendar. So, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say I was out and about and somebody's like, oh, you want to grab a drink? Because normally I'm like, yes, like I'm in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I do. But instead I'm going, I say now where I'm like, let me get back to you because it's like, if I like, seriously, let me actually look at my calendar and like, because I can't like, I'm seriously in that person where right now I am in a very busy season of life. I am nannying, I'm transitioning, like going back, like having multiple clients and Yes, I do want to make time for my community here in Charleston and friends down here and whatnot, but like I still I am very much like I enjoy my me time. Like I mm-hmm. and also I'm in that stage of life where no we're not like I know I'm going to eventually be planning for a family and I think that's honestly subconsciously in the back of my mind where I'm honestly trying to really enjoy this time right now of like not having like multiple people's calendars to maintain you know so I'm really like like trying like loving my calendar like my schedule yeah I like that I like that that's so simple but I think sometimes I know I'm the same way like I will book up my calendar in things and so one thing that I'm starting to do because I am such a google calendar girl like I I stick to it so much I I'm starting to, and I've always had in like, if I am going to do like a workout here, workout there, if I'm going to do like a walk, if I'm going to do anything like that. Um, But I'm starting to put more of like, not only because I feel like my I'm really good at routines. I'm a great person for routines. I always keep up with them. But I'm starting to put in more things that are fun for me. And so I don't know, it kind of goes into what you were saying, how leaning into more hobbies that aren't necessarily like revenue generating. So I love to read. Another thing that I have not done yet, 
I want to take an art class. I love to paint. I don't know if I've ever like same, actually shared that. Same. Okay. Yeah. I love same. Like, okay, maybe we'll do like a paint Zoom night then because I'm like, I cannot <laughs> yeah. commit to an art class. But I am trying to really put more things like that in my calendar. So two things that I've been doing now, because I'm like, let me do something simple and something that I know I can do beyond reading, of course, having reading in. But I've been putting in Pinterest time. Like I've been calling it like just literally Pinterest time. Like when I just Mm -hmm. go on Pinterest and I just give myself permission to like, and I've honestly, I've been pinning super fun things. Like we have a couple of like weddings coming up this year. So I'm like trying to pin some inspiration for what am I going to wear? How do I want to feel? Like I'm trying to be like that into that. It's been fun for creativity. And then I feel like, you know, I'm still kind of leaning into marketing I'm seeing all this stuff right but it's fun and I'm like curating these things and I'm also really I don't know I just got on this kick but I'm like really in like a magazine era right now where I don't know why but I I I love when Madeline and I are on the same page because our eyes like we just like instantly light up like yes this is this is it this is the era I'm in a magazine era and there's something to me like just flipping through a magazine and just taking the time to read and just see and just enjoy the creativity of a magazine spread right now. I don't know. It's so small, but I have been putting that in my calendar and I've been doing that honestly the past like couple of days. And it's been so fun just to somewhat ease into creativity. And I don't really know if like magazining and Pinteresting, Pinterest pinning are hobbies, but like they are my creative outlets right now. So adding no. more of those into my calendar. <laughs> That is where I get so much of my inspiration. Like we have good ideas and I will say a lot of my ideas stem from like flipping through a magazine and like from a design element, like because again, where you can incorporate that into your graphics for your own social media. And I think we oftentimes forget, again, not we, but like my clients, I, I use this example all the time for clients. I, especially for the beauty industry, I'm like, you need to think of your content in terms of like magazine headlines what do women because again women would flip through magazines when they would go to the Mm -hmm. salon and like so the whole like eight beauty hacks like yeah has it been done yes like it makes me think of Meryl Streep like florals for fall Mm -hmm. groundbreaking Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you're gonna always see florals during the spring it's just like what twist can you add to it but I I we definitely need a Pinterest episode too because I yes yes Mm -hmm. I love Pinterest I love that I love that I love that and just that we're on the same page but Mm -hmm. I love that so we have a lot of planning to do for some fun episodes but I figured we're getting to a little bit of a longer episode so would love to hear do you guys love these longer episodes also harmony we love harmony we hope this episode is not too long to edit so um but no harmony is the one behind the magic in putting together everything from start to finish for these shows so big shout out to her and um yeah this has been such an awesome episode if you guys have any feedback anything else you'd like to add any discussion points you just want to again two-way conversations here that we're hoping to start with the show but thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of hashtag manage and madeline thanks for your time it's been so fun to record yet another episode thank you i will see you guys on hopefully not on hopefully in the dms (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, hit that follow button. And if you really love us, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening from. And if you want to be one of our online besties, you can shoot us a DM over at hashtag managed on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Or, you know, you could also share all your deepest, darkest secrets. Kidding. But we mean it when we say you can shoot us a DM. We love building real, authentic relationships with you. 